What's going on, Helmet Gang? We are back with the 10th episode. We made it 10th episode of the Helmet Save Lives podcast here on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, um, wherever you're listening. I'm so happy you're listening. I can't believe I made it 10 episodes. I mean, I can because this is something I've been uh, trying to crank out, but I'm just so happy I made it. Um, today is a super, super special episode in honor of the 10th episode. I'll be bringing on uh, my friend Sean Oshman. Somebody who I met several months ago when I first started my Instagram. He's been a big supporter of the movement for several months. Um, Sean is the founder, creator of a company called Helmet Flare. Now, not only has Helmet Flare created a like just super unique, amazing, inspiring, cool, creative design to just make helmets look cooler, but I, Sean's just yeah, like I said, Sean's been a super um passionate biker and supporter of my movement and he sent me his product back in the fall and just um, if you're following the tiktok you're following the instagram you guys have probably seen it by now anyway um sean is gonna be coming in from the bahamas which is insane um i was able to get get him on a zoom call so if you're watching on youtube that's why we got the uh, audio only um if you're listening on here of course um it'd be audio anyway but anyway, enjoy this, and um, this is going to be awesome. I'll see you in about 15 minutes. I'll be back. So enjoy my talk with Sean Oshman from Helmet Flare. All right, Helmet Game, we are back. I am joined by the one and only Sean Oshman, the self-proclaimed father of Flair, founder of Helmet Flare. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, thanks. How are you? I'm doing incredible. Um, where, are you, where are you joining us from today? Where are you coming in from? Well, we're at anchor down here in Lee Stocking Island in the Exumas on a boat. Uh, we decided to spend this pandemic time, or at least the tail end of the pandemic, working remotely. It's working out pretty well. Pretty pleased wow. about it. How about that? That's incredible. Um, so yeah, just kind of want to jump in here and talk about the company. And um, yeah, so if you just want to give me a little background about yourself uh, starting out here, that'd be awesome. Sure thing. Yep. Uh, Helmet Flare is an idea that got hatched from the brain, I don't know, a little over a decade ago. And it came from the fact that helmets have always been seen as being kind of dorky. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember being a kid and, you know, none of our, none of my friends really wore helmets because they, it's the kind of thing that if your parents forced you to wear it, you would, but, mm-hmm. you know, nobody went out of their way to wear a helmet because it didn't sit well look stupid long list of reasons why uh didn't wear helmets as kids i know it's changed quite a bit now but it got me thinking you know what's the easiest way to get kids excited about wearing helmets and yeah um you know attaching ridiculous things to them and being able to swap them out just seemed like a really good way to do that so it's a you know you've got helmet laws and then you've got ways to attract helmet use so it's kind of like carrot versus the stick yeah. Okay. Very cool. Wow. That's, uh, that's incredible. So, um, so again, it's kind of moving forward here. Where did the idea for the name helmet flare come from? How did that, how did that come about? Well, the word flare kind of came from office space because it's an awesome <laughs> movie and how many pieces <laughs> of flare have you got? You know? That is an awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and it just got me thinking, it's like, you know, how do you get lots of flair on your helmet? So then helmet flares just seemed to be the most logical name and it kind of stuck and, you know, got all the trademark stuff sorted. And it took uh, about a year 
from starting to, to work through just all the nuances of the technology. So, you know, we need over 300 prototypes wow. of the product before we just figured out the nuances and figured out how to make it so that the magnets work well and they have enough pull strength and yeah. the type of magnet, the diameter, the type of adhesive. So, you know, as you know, cause you've got a set, uh-huh. there's, it's kind of a two part system. You've got a, the, the magnet base that sticks onto the helmet and mm-hmm. then you can pop on and pop off any of the tops that you want. So there's 17 different skews, a bunch of different shapes and lots of different colors. And yeah. you know, the idea is that, you know, you and your friends can all get a bunch of different pairs and then you can swap them around. And, <laughs> uh, you know, this way, if you wipe out, nice thing about this is that they're designed to shear off in Pop the event right of up. an accident. So it's not going to yeah. affect the, the function of the helmet. That was kind of the whole idea behind just doing all that engineering, because if you attach something permanently using, you know, super glue or a really strong mm-hmm. adhesive, it might negatively affect what the helmet was designed to do, which is to protect your dome. I love it. That's, that's so cool. That's, I don't know, this whole thing is just, I just, I mean, to have a pair myself and be wearing them and then now to, uh, to hear from, to hear from the man himself. It's just, this is a, this is, it's a pleasure, man. This is really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of take me through, I guess, I, I know you guys have, I, I have the red devil horns, but, or the, I guess, whatever you guys call them, but take me kind of through the, uh, how you guys came up with the different designs and kind of, uh, just that whole process there. Totally. Yeah. There was a lot of kind of iterations and experiments with different designs. And you know, the first ever shape was the the large devil horn shape. Mm-hmm. And then after that had another shape, which was the smaller devil horn, a little bit more practical, yeah. a little bit lower profile. Uh, we just wanted to make them all interchangeable. So we had to make it so that the bases, the, um, the nubbin, the magnet base, yeah. was of an appropriate size so that no matter what, it'd be able to stick on any helmet. Because, you know, some of the modern helmets for cycling, there's so much venting on mm-hmm. them that it's hard to design it so that there's enough surface area. Because some of those ridges of material that would be kind of that foam and, and hard plastic protective material on the outside of the helmet, yeah. pretty narrow. Right. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that no matter what kind of helmet you had, it was compatible. And that took a lot of just design tweaking to try to get it to that point. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say most of the design process was revolving around that nubbin base. Yeah. And then beyond that, it was just having fun with what kind of designs can go on top. So uh, there's the small horns, which you've got your Diablo set. And, I love um, them. Love them. Those come in. Those come in red, they come in black, they come in white, gold, and purple and pink. Mm-hmm. You know, we w- dur- during the prototyping testing phase with all the 3D printing that we did, I made tons of colors. You know, I made, uh, I made orange, made blue, you know, and uh, silver, copper. And in the end, you've got to just, you got to pick some colors. You know, yeah. like you just can't have too many to choose from. It's just, it's just too much just to manage uh-huh. the, the productions, UPC codes. It's kind of a lot, yeah. uh, all of which is new to me, to be honest, because I've never gotten into product photography before. It wasn't <laughs> my background. So it's real exciting to just, you know, go down this path and learn sure. a ton of stuff and, you know, work, work with this designer that I work with who is super smart and really helpful to help me understand 
wow. you know, how to design something for production, which has been real neat. So, you know, maybe that's why it's taken a year because a lot of it is just my learning curve to figure out yeah. how it all works. So, um, yeah, the small horns and large horns come in those six colors. And then you've got the kitty ears. Those come in uh, purple and uh, pink. And the unicorn horn is a gold. And then there's the rhino, which is a, a large black horn and a small black horn in a set. And then you've got the banana. The and banana. the banana <laughs> looks like a banana goes through your head or, you know, some people mount them on the top of their helmet. But it's kind of a take on the, you know, the Steve Martin skit from the 80s where he's got an arrow going through his head. That kind of <laughs> yeah. But with a banana. Yeah. And, and, you know, the banana thing was kind of a joke to begin with. Somebody mentioned they were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you had a banana going through your head? And I'm like, nah, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. So I went to my designer. I was like, "Hey, do you think you could just make a banana real quick? Like, don't spend a lot of time. Just, just, just whip me out a banana, like the top third of a banana and the bottom third of a banana, yeah. and just send it to me. And I'm going to 3D print it and I'm going to see how it looks." So he did. I love and it. And I went. I 3D printed it, and it, it's like anybody who I show it to, they're like, "Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I need that. It's I so need dope. that. Banana is, it's is so necessary." Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's- that's yeah. awesome. So that was a fun try. And, and of course, you know, as an afterthought, it ended up being the most complicated thing to design for manufacturing. Like, I can't really? even tell you. It's just like <laughs> the number of changes and iterations and all this stuff um, that we had to go through to make that stinking banana. And, <laughs> and of course, it was the afterthought design. Yeah. And the unicorn, you know, the unicorn started off huge, man. Oh, my yeah. God. It was so tall. <laughs> it looked like a narwhal horn, so, which was you know, like that's fine, but the problem is there's a practicality side of this thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we took them and, and we field tested them last season up in Steamboat Springs going skiing, and mm-hmm. the stoke level was very high. First of all, everywhere we went, everybody was like, "Oh my God, what is that thing? Yeah, and how do we get one?" So yeah. that was really fun testing. But the thing was just so huge that, you know, if, if somebody wanted to put down that the bar on, on the chairlift, uh-huh. you might knock off your horn. That's a problem, <laughs> you know, because then it goes down in the snow. You got to go yeah. around and find it. Oh, man. So, you know, we had to, you know, we dropped the height by a good inch and a half by the time yeah. all was said and done. So, okay. um, and tried lots of different colors. But of course, in the end, the gold unicorn horn is the way to go. And then, there's a, we had to play around with lots of different materials to get that kind of metallic glittery stuff and suspension inside the, the mm-hmm. resin yeah. of the plastic. So, um, yeah, that was some, some color chip testing along the way. So awesome. yeah, it's been interesting and I'm, I'm pretty stoked with how they all turned out and, you know, everybody who's gotten them has been pretty impressed with the quality, you know, oh, uh, the, myself the, included. God, I'll tell you. They're great. I mean, God, I can't even tell you, Ethan, like, Testing adhesives yeah. is like tight. It was months of testing adhesives. I can't even tell you. Like wow. and 3M, they were awesome. They yeah. sent me tons of samples and they were That's super so cool. cool and really patient That's with awesome. me. And I'm like, so you know, this doesn't work really well on this kind of plastic, and I don't know why. And blah, blah, blah. and you know, uh, finally ended up with that adhesive that we got, which you know I saw to be the the biggest potential for failure in the entire design. Is mm-hmm. if that adhesive sucks? Yeah. Because if that adhesive sucks, you know it's going to pull it's right screwed. out. Yeah. It's going to fall off. So mm-hmm. totally, totally. So it's got to be strong enough to stick on there, and it has to be stronger than the magnet. And that magnet is pretty darn strong. So you don't yeah. want something too crazy. Um, but if you want to take it off, you have to be able to take it off. So 
mm-hmm. the idea is that I don't know about you, but you know, people who do outdoor stuff do a lot of different outdoor stuff. They'll do, you know, I've got my ski helmet, I have my bicycle helmet. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, I have like three or four bicycle helmets. Yeah. And then if you've got a motorcycle, you got a motorcycle helmet. Yep. You know, it's like it's crazy the number number of helmets when you do an inventory because every activity he's got a different kind of helmet. Their own you know? one. Yeah. It's like yep. And and if you're in fact is if you're wearing a helmet and you're outside you're doing something cool. Yeah. Guaranteed. Oh, 100% all the way. Ah, oh, wow. That that is so cool. Um, so I guess kind of going from there, like where do you where do you see helmet flare going? Like, do you? I mean, obviously your goal is to kind of like take this all the way, but like, what's your uh, what's like what's the dream behind this company? What do you see? Well, there's a with the patent application which has been submitted for this product there's a few different um, kind of features that are included in that application and among them would be having the horns light up right so in the first iteration that's going to be the the horn itself is going to be it's going to have a self-contained battery and the led and the way that it turns on is that you pop the horn onto the magnet and it's a magnet that is so cool that is so dope Right. So, So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. And then, uh, and then the charging station would be how you would charge your horns, right? So you would just pop your horns off your helmet, put them on your little USB charging station, charge them up. You know, they'll last for two, three hours, no problem for your commuting or whatever you got to do. And then that's kind of part of the habit. And but what I want to do with that is make it so that along with those you know, light up horns you also have a headlight and a tail light because the mm. the unique part of the helmet flare deal is the way that this stuff attaches onto the helmet yeah. and there has yet to be a unified system to attach stuff to helmets that's uh-huh. that's that's good that doesn't detract from the safety of the helmet but gives you the option to put cool stuff on it but also practical stuff so sure. having a headlight same same idea your your headlight goes onto the front onto the magnet base to charge it you just pop it off put it on the charging station when you want to use it you just pop it right back on the helmet you could pop it between helmets so if you want to use a different helmet for a night ride than you normally use if you just got those magnets on everything you just take them off and then the other thing is that you know let's say you go to the store you have your light on your helmet. I don't know about you, but I can't even tell you the number of lights that have been stolen off my handlebars. Oh, yeah. So that yep. is a problem. It but is. But if you could just have your headlight on your helmet and then pop it off and put it in your pocket and go inside, mm. now you don't have to worry about somebody stealing your light, right? So that's an advantage. And beyond that, from a safety perspective, the higher up the light is, when you're cycling, the safer you are because now likely, yeah. you're mm-hmm. eye level with the motorist. Whereas, you know, when you take a, a light and you mount it just on your handlebars, it's lower than where those motorists are looking. Yeah. And in addition, it's only going to point forward where the bike is, is going directionally. Whereas yeah. when you've got <laughs> a light on your helmet, that's a headlamp light, you could actually flash it at drivers. You oh, could flash wow. it just to be like, hey, I'm here. You don't want to blind them. But you do want to give them a little flash just to give them heads up. So, yeah, you know, I think yeah. the higher up you can get all the lights on a bike situation, the more safe it's going to be. Then you have the option to even have side lights. Uh, so that's the next iteration of design. And then beyond that would be to have 
a central battery pack on the helmet and then mm-hmm. wiring run underneath that plastic shell of the helmet to those base nubbins that are mounted in you know strategic locations on the helmet mm-hmm. so this way there's no there's not batteries inside each one of the attached attached tops right okay. so your okay. horns don't need batteries anymore all they need is a little light inside and they're getting power from the battery pack which is part of the helmet as a whole so this way you discharge the helmet and then you can pop on and pop off whatever you want and then beyond that there's other applications in that patent which would be stuff like you know bluetooth speakers if you want to just be a rolling disco <laughs> you can do that it's fine uh being able to do stuff like a gopro mount which yeah. again has an advantage safety wise because it would shear off in the event of oh, an wow. accident it's a heavier item uh-huh. but all of the the helmet flare nubbins are being produced so that the the orientation of the magnet is all north facing north up mm-hmm. so this way it's future proofing it so that if if anything needs to stick onto it and needs stronger adhesion then it's just a south down so that now you have so magnet cool. on magnet adhesion which that would so double cool. the strength the pull strength of it so you could have heavier stuff on your helmet and yeah. not worry about it falling off so that's kind of that's the the long term plan, but you know, for now we're gonna play with some cool stuff that yeah. just looks neat and uh, move more into the light up, uh, maybe more practical application stuff over yeah. the next year or so. All right, that is my talk with Sean. Actually, unfortunately, um, I didn't get to kind of finish up and give a little send off there because Sean actually lost connection, and as, as you got to hear, and as he said, he was anchored on an island in the Bahamas, so. Super grateful he was able to even join me. Sean, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, it was incredible talking to you. You're amazing, man. You really inspire me. Um, I'll be supporting your company for years in the future. I, I can't wait to um, see where this goes. Um, if you guys have not uh, checked out Helmet Flare yet, I, I honestly don't know why you ha- wouldn't at this point. Helmetflare.com. Also, their Instagram is at Helmet Flare. They're on TikTok too. Um, they're on Facebook. Hit them up anywhere, anywhere. Helmet Flare is amazing. As he talked about, they make so many cool things. They got so many cool things coming up. So you're going to want to jump on before it was uh, before it was hip, before it was popular. So anyway, yeah, thanks again, Sean. Thanks again, you, for listening. Appreciate all the love and support. If you have not checked out my YouTube, I've been cranking out some vlogs there. Um, also, obviously, this is the 10th episode of the podcast. So if you're listening at this point, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you guys. Um, the support is literally unreal. We're continuing to grow every day. Almost at 4K on TikTok. Uh, the Instagram is also cranking every day too. So anyway, appreciate the love and support. Always wear a helmet. Helmets save lives.